0: Radio network And now chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. How, as humans, do we allow this to happen? A knife wielding monkey has reportedly terrorized a town in Brazil for over a week. Now they have shown videos of this monkey, this primate brandishing his knife. There's one picture where he has two knives. He's got one in his mouth and one in his hand. And the people are taking pictures of it. There's been reports of people being okay with the monkey up on the roof and his knife. And I say, no, no. How can we? He's ruined people's roofs. He's stabbed other people's buildings and balconies at the town center. And fortunately, he has not, you know, hurt a human yet. But how are we letting this monkey survive? How? I realize that it's a horrible thing to put down a primate, but this cannot go on. We as humans have to take the earth back. It is a must. I'm sorry. No, no, little monkey. You don't get to carry a knife around and terrorize humans. No. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Chewing the Fast. So the story of a train derailment and crash in Missouri is just horrible news, uh, no question. It was, uh, you know, it hit a dump truck, and eight of the nine passenger cars derailed. Uh, there were deaths and injuries. Uh, I'm not sure what the final total is or will be, but it's not good. And, uh, they say that the passenger train was traveling at about 90 miles an hour, and then it struck the dump truck and you know, we, it derailed and people were, you know, injured now they're expecting, you know, they expected, you know, dozens of injuries and multiple deaths, no question. And there's footage of the crash inside the train during the crash. And you see photos of the aftermath along the tracks, it's horrible. Horrible. However, what really struck out to me, struck out, what really stuck out to me, struck as it, what really stuck out to me as it struck the dump truck uh, uh, was this information in the story that talked about the amount of crashes every year. And I, you know, I don't think if you were to ask me, hey, how many, how many Amtrak trains crash every year. And according to Amtrak, it's relatively uncommon. So over the last year, or the last decade, per year, they say they have 24 per year. (laughs) I mean, two a month? That seems like a lot. That does not seem relatively uncommon. Now, they claim that that's down from the previous 10-year period, where there were 43 a year. Wow, that does not uh, seem like that's a safe mode of travel. Now, you know, look, if you compare it to car accidents, I'm sure that it's way safer, no question. And I'm a fan of trains. Life in the train age, love them. But it just seemed like that was an awful lot of crashes that I'm not hearing about. So I'm going to have to start giving myself alerts on train crashes. They're averaging 22 a month to a month in the last 10 years, Uh, that seems like not good. You can quote me on that. That seems like not good. So those of you that, uh, well, you know, I haven't talked much about the Roe v. Wade decision because it's chewing the fat and, you know, it just, I feel like you get that from every place else. And I, you know, if you want to kill your baby, go ahead. If you want to get pregnant and not have the baby, you know, I guess go ahead. I wouldn't do it. I don't recommend it. I think it's wrong, period. But, you know, but if you want to do it, I would say get to the store now because you're not be able to have your abortions. But people are buying the Plan B and the Aftira pills. Uh, they're like, they're going out of style. So CVS and Rite Aid and Walmart and other major retailers are limiting the pills you can purchase. <laughs> I know even the, you know, even their surge of online orders, get to it. Okay. Uh, they, if you want, if you want your pills, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, get rid of that pregnancy or possible pregnancy with plan B or Aftira. Uh, I would get there now uh, because they're now only allowing three. They're limiting the purchase. CVS in some places are limiting the purchases to three. <laughs> so if you're planning on having sex more than three times in the next you know, few days, then I would get to the store and get your pills now. Okay, I would make that happen. Because, <laughs> uh, well, first of all, the product may be even running out. I don't know what kind of shortages we're going to have on Plan B and, uh, what is it, Aftira. But uh, it's possible that we have shortages on those pills, at least, uh, you know, for a, sh- a you know short time frame. Until maybe we have, you know, <laughs> fly baby-killing pills uh, by this administration. Which made me think, you know, I heard an interview from the uh, HHS... Director, what's his stupid name, Xavier Bacera. Uh, And he was doing an interview with NBC News. And he was talking about uh, considering providing taxpayer-funded transportation for out-of-state abortions. And even NBC News, as they're talking to him, says, can you do that legally? And I I could tell you, but we're recording, so I don't want to have to tell you. But, you know, we're just considering all options. Oh. Okay, so we're just going to, it doesn't matter what the law says. But that got me thinking. And you know they are. You know they absolutely are. And, uh, you know, these these companies that are being so generous in their time and money, hey, if you get pregnant and, you know, don't want to have the kid, we'll pay for you to go to a state that has abortions and let you have abortions. And go ahead and go there and kill the baby. But get back to work. Okay. Here's your four grand, but get back here to work. Okay. We want you to work. Don't you to worry about your stupid kid. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's, you know, I'm sure that that's all because they care about you, the employee. It has nothing to do with having to pay all the insurance money for a birth and taking care of the kid afterward. And you're all your time off for taking care of the kid. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. But, you know, it got me thinking about uh, them looking at all options. So if it's, uh, you know, there's it's unconstitutional. Uh, they send it back to the states. You can still get abortions, obviously. What's most of the news is being misrepresented, uh, of course, uh, on this particular case. In many cases, I mean, we just continue to get lied to from uh, plenty of people in the government offices. amazing. But, uh, and really no surprise. But it got me thinking, when, how long is it going to be until maybe we have uh, abortions at, say, the post office? If I'm, you know, I always wanted to be, I told you, I wanted to be postmaster general, but really you want to be on the board of governors. But how long before, uh it's a good way for maybe them to make some money and win back a little bit of money, that we allowed abortions at post offices? So, you know, you drop off an envelope, you drop off a fetus, you go home, have a nice day. (laughs) That's their new ad campaign, by the way. But I was just thinking, uh, how long before that actually happens? Where we allow, uh, and I say we allow, where they attempt to allow the uh, abortions to take place at the post office, because that's federal land. Right? And so if it's federal land, they don't have to abide by state law. So wherever there's a post office, you know what? you can get an abortion. Stop in, we've got the we've got the doctor post uh, doctor at the post office that will go ahead and give you an abortion. No, he's only here on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, he's at the other post office on the other side of town uh, Monday and Monday and Tuesday and and uh, Thursday he takes off. He's got golf game on Thursday. So <laughs> darn the luck. You can't get an abortion on Thursday. Well, unless you go to the next town over. Their post office has uh, abortions available on Thursday. Make an appointment, though. I don't know if that you can get in today. I feel like that's coming. You know, maybe it's just me. But if I'm the Postmaster General and or on the Board of Governors, I'm thinking, you know, we move in. A, we set a couple of desks off to the side, put up a couple of curtains, and uh, start providing abortions. We could make some of our money back that we're losing. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. I'm sure you do too. Go ahead and grab yourself something cold. Mm. If you want something warm, go ahead. Get that too. Ah. So late yesterday, all the news was that Johnny Depp could possibly come back as Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow It was a $300 million deal. Disney, the House of Mouse, sent a special care package to Depp after the verdict and said, Hey, we need to, you know, patch up our relationship. We reached out and we want things to... Go back, and we're you know we're sorry. We know it was a big deal, and uh, Depp's rep says no. Uh, that's not true. I <laughs> uh, said so, no. That's not true. That's not going to happen. I feel like if the House of Mouse came to you with a three hundred million dollar deal, I feel like even Johnny Depp would say, "Well, we can sit down and talk a little."
1: I, I feel like
0: I don't feel like we'd shut that down right away. So maybe Depp's rep, uh, maybe looking for a new gig, or maybe Depp's rep needs to shut rep's mouth. (laughs) Because I just kind of feel like it. Maybe it's just me. I know. But I know Johnny got butt hurt when they immediately cut him off because of the trial. But uh, I feel like if they came back with open arms and said, John. Let's sit down. Let's work out a deal. We'll get a new Jacks Barrel for you. And we'll make this, we'll make all these bad feelings go away. And we'll all work it out. And for you, we'll figure out a way to get you to, you know, 250, 300 million. And maybe some extra at the back, on the back end. I kind of feel like Johnny Depp is sitting down at that table. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we can forgive quite a bit for 300 million. Maybe it's just me. Uh, CNN, I lost another presenter. I know, I know. Christy Paul. Who? Yeah, Christy Paul announced on air Sunday that she's quit the network and will be moving to her home state of Ohio to take on a new role and spend more time with her family. She was the host of CNN's weekend show, New Day Weekend which she joined in 2014. She's been with CNN and Headline News Network for nearly a couple of decades now. And uh, uh, do you know who she is? Uh, Christy Paul. You know her, you love her. Sad, sad news. And she's going to go ahead and she's quit. She's tired of being tired. So good luck. God bless to Christy Paul. MSNBC. Has picked a Rachel Maddow successor. I know. You thought you know Rachel was Rachel serious. She's got a podcast to do, and uh, she's got other uh, stuff to do for MSNBC, and she's tired of being tired too. And so they have chosen Alex Wagner to succeed Rachel Maddow as host of its nightly program. So that's a major change. Uh, the 9 p.m. slot Tuesday through Friday nights. Uh, I guess Rachel's still going to show up on Mondays. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thanks. That's great, Rachel. We appreciate it. But, woof. Uh, Alex Wag- Wagner, congratulations. Uh, I know you're thrilled and honored and generally upside down with excitement to come back to MSNBC. Uh, begins August 16th. Let's do this. Uh, when you see a picture of her, you're going to say who, but that's Alex Wagner. And she's going to take, uh, Rachel Maddow's place. And so congratulations to Alex. And I know that you're going to take the show to a better place. Are you? Uh, (laughs) today, if you're listening live, uh, the 28th of June, 2022, uh, only murders in the building season two starts up on Hulu. I've been looking forward to this. i got to tell you, though, uh, I am so disappointed in the shows that don't drop the whole seasons. It really is annoying to me. I mean, I've been watching uh, Old Man, and I've been watching uh, Dark Winds, and now Only Murders, and these shows drop a show a week and it's really frustrating. what are we living in are we cavemen again? I mean come on now. Just drop let me binge the sh- the shows and be done with them, please. I can't take this waiting every week. And so I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna watch it every week or if I just wait till the show is completely all dropped and then binge it because I it's so frustrating to watch an episode of a show and not have the next episode to go to. <laughs> I it's very frustrating to me. I mean, I I get it, I understand it, I appreciate it, and I, I I do, I really do. It's just, I mean, I was I've been spoiled. We got spoiled with dropping episodes. And here's an idea, okay? Here's something that HBO does, and uh, I HBO at least did it with hacks, and I I like it, two a week. Okay, I think uh, I feel like uh, Paramount did that as well Paramount Plus did that with the Bosch series two a week I'm almost okay with that it's not dropping them all it's making me come back every week but it gives me back to back episodes so I don't just get stuck with one I wish AMC would do that with Dark Winds and I wish and I guess AMC does do that with AMC Plus I feel like they do that with AMC Plus but not if you don't have plus, and uh, maybe maybe AMC plus drops them all. I, I don't know that I have to that's I'm gonna have to get AMC plus, aren't I? You'd stop looking at me like that. I'm gonna have to get AMC plus. but uh, the so only murders anyway, kicks back in today for those of you listening live, the twenty eighth uh, on Hulu. The first season was really good. Uh, really good. It's uh, you know, Steve Martin. What's-his-face, Martin Short, and uh, what's-her-face, Selena Gomez. <laughs> they were really good. It was really a fun show. I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to season two. Then I see where HBO announced that season four of True Detective has been cast, and they're ready to go. Kaylee Reese and uh, Jody Foster are going to tr- star in season four. It's been greenlit at HBO. Uh, new season. The anthology drama. And so it's uh, good to go. It's called True Detective Night Country. The season begins when the long winter night falls on Ennis, Alaska. And the six men that operate the Talsa Arctic Research Station vanish without a trace. Detectives Liz Danvers, Foster, and Evangeline Navarro, Rice, We'll have to confront the darkness they carry in themselves and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Struggling detectives. Murder. I'm in. Okay, who died today? <laughs> who died today? Uh, a list, actually. Uh, Mary Mara, uh, apparent drowning. Uh, if you don't know who she is, if you saw her, if you look at the picture that I'm looking at now, you would go, "Oh yeah, her." Uh, she's dead at 61 years of age. Very sad. Died in apparent drowning. Uh, you've seen her work in Nash Bridges, and ER, and Law and Order, and Nip Tuck, and. You know, all kinds of television shows. Um, she apparently was swimming uh, the St. the St. Lawrence River in Cape Vincent, New York, and uh, I guess she, I don't know what happened, but uh, she didn't swim well. And I'm not making it's not funny, and that's a, apparently they will do an autopsy will be conducted to determine the official cause of death. But right now I guess she spends her summer With her sister in Syracuse There by the river And swims in the river And so apparently that couldn't happen We'll find out exactly what happened to Mary Mara dead At the age of 61 Marlon Briscoe First black starting quarterback In the American Football League Dies at the age of 76 He uh, had uh, Circulation issues with his lo- with his legs He had pneumonia He died in Norwalk, California, seventy-six. Rest in peace, Marlon. This guy was amazing. All right, so he was uh, uh, quarterback from uh, Nebraska, uh, from Omaha University. Uh, Then he went to the Denver Broncos, and then they drafted him as a cornerback. And then they—he wanted to be a quarterback, and he was the first black quarterback in the in the well, the NFL was the AFL at the time, and then they just. Yeah, for no reason said, now nah, you're not quarterback anymore. So then he went to become a wide receiver. Then he played for the dolphins. He won a couple of super bowls played on their undefeated team. Guy was a tremendous athlete, but, uh, those were the days when, uh, you know, those racist bastards didn't think, uh, African-Americans could, uh, be quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I, re- I, sadly, uh, I remember, uh, people saying that in my life. Um, uh, Just horrible. Uh, Depeche Mode. uh, You know, I didn't realize that he had died. He died about a month ago. I missed uh, Andy Fletcher's death. If I did mention it on the Who Died Today segment, I apologize for not remembering. It meant so much to me. But uh, Depeche Mode's Andy Fletcher, who died uh, about a month ago, they, of course, didn't give any... Uh, reason for his death. He died of an aortic dissection. Oh, all right. We wanted to, uh, they've, there's been an outpouring of love and he suffered an aortic dissection while at home. So even though it was far, far too soon, he passed naturally without prolonged suffering. Okay. Uh, I just, I know everybody's question. Was he vaccinated? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm guessing I'm guessing yes, but I, I mean, I don't know that. So rest in peace, Andy Fletch, Fletcher from Depeche Mode. Uh, you know, did you, st- <sighs> okay. So we have, uh, musicians now denouncing their American citizenship. I wish they meant it. I don't think they do. I watched the footage of Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day as he's in London And he's renouncing his United States citizenship. And he's talking about how terrible the United States is. And, you know, they put on the screen uh, F Ted Cruz. And it's all about the, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade. And, uh, you know, he said that he was serious and he's going to renounce his citizenship, a horrible country that the United States is. I don't think he means it. And I wish he would. And I wish maybe we took him at his word and he would just renounce it and go ahead. You're not an American citizen anymore. Take care. Bye, Billy. You know, you don't like the United States. We've made you a fortune. Uh, you're a big star worldwide. You know, lo- take care. Bye. <laughs> just, I just, I just can't. And I know all the other musicians are, you know, Lizzo's donating money to Planned Parenthood. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is pledging Money to reproductive rights organizations. That's great. And I watched the uh, Olivia Rodrigo uh, performance at uh, Glastonbury, where she, uh, you know, dedicated the song uh, "F you. <laughs> "F you very much, and the crowd was went crazy. And F. Uh, the Supreme Court, and that was pretty much the sentiment around the world, and especially with Olivia. At, uh, at Glastonbury. That was a fun, I mean, that huge crowd. man. It was, she said that was her first time at Glastonbury. but uh, F you, F you, F you very much. So yesterday we mentioned the Rudy Giuliani alleged attacker at the uh, shop, right? Where the worker slapped him on the back and called him a scumbag. And, uh, he doubled down this morning in some interview talking about it, but he also, uh, was on Curtis Sliwa's show over the weekend. Sliwa does a show on, uh. WABC, I think it's just Saturdays, I'm not sure that uh, it's any other days, but uh, he th- does his show on the weekend, so he had Giuliani on uh, and Giuliani was talking about the attack with Curtis
1: First thing I have to do is I, got, I have to use the men's room so I get out, I walk to the men's room I come out of the men's room, a group of people are around me, hugging me, kissing me telling me Andrew's great and all of a sudden, I feel a shot on my back did you? Like, somebody shot me. (laughs) Come on. I I went forward, but luckily I didn't fall down. Lucky I'm a 78-year-old who's in pretty good shape. Because if I wasn't, I'd have hit the ground and probably cracked my skull. (laughs) Okay. I look around, and the guy says words I can't repeat. You effing whatever. Come back. And then he goes on and on and on, yelling and screaming. He moves away, yelling and screaming. uh, Things like You're going to kill babies, your people are going to kill babies, not babies, you're going to kill women, you're going to kill women. Uh, He looked either drunk or high, he works for ShopRite. And I thought to myself, I might have ordinarily ignored it.
0: Really, really. I said
1: to myself, I got this guy arrested.
0: And that's what he did. That's what he did. But uh, he walked out of the courtroom. Uh, <laughs> that happened on Saturday, uh, Friday or Saturday, and uh, he walked. In, and then he was in. He was held at Staten Island, in Staten Island, where it happened. And then he went before the judge, and the judge said, "Get out of here. The charges are downgraded. Get out of here." Uh, he left. He was still in his right uniform. Uh, The charges were downgraded to third degree assault, third degree menacing, and second degree harassment over the caught on camera attack. I mean, that's the deal, right? We see what happened. It was not bad. Now, should you you go around slapping Rudy on the back, calling him a scumbag? No. Uh, I know they asked for supervised release, and the judge is like, yeah, um, no. (laughs) Uh, This is not criminal contact. Uh, It's very unlikely that the touch could have caused any injury. So to call this assault in the third or even menacing is a stretch. Uh, That's a good deal for That's his attorney. I'm in love with her, Susan Plattis. And so uh, the prosecutor, the assault was aggressive in nature. Smacked Mr. Giuliani on the back, causing him pain and imbalance. Okay, he had to take a step forward to steady himself. Uh, we all may have had to do that. No question. Uh, the former New York City mayor refused medical attention at the scene. I uh, was complaining of swelling and much more pain. Rudy, come on now. I mean, I'm with you. The guy shouldn't have been, you know, whacking you on the back, but calling you a scumbag. But to make this into something as, as an assault, come on now. Come on. Let it go, bro. But he's doubled down now. He's not going to let it go. He did another interview this morning where he doubled down on it. Talking about uh, uh, being, uh, being hurt and almost being knocked down. And if he wasn't in better shape, he could have fallen and cracked his skull. Okay. All right. I mean, you heard him, and originally, and I forget which, uh, I mean, he tried to say that the guy looked drunk, and he felt uh, he was high. He was working. I mean, sure, is it possible that you could be high and drunk at work? Absolutely. But uh, it just, it was Sunday afternoon, by the way, that Giuliani was visiting ShopRite. So I'm not sure when Sliwa's show is on WABC, but that's just me digressing back to when Curtis Lee was on WABC but he talked about just coming out of the bathroom and washing his hands and there was a small crowd of people I mean if I'm at ShopRite and I see Rudy Giuliani going into the bathroom and then coming out of the bathroom I don't think I'm sitting around to shake his hand maybe it's just me So I don't know if you know this, but, uh, Ukraine and Russia are still at war. I know. <laughs> Amazing. And you know, we're supposed to be, I know we're talking about Russell or a Russia, uh, striking a mall, uh, a crowded shopping mall in Ukraine, uh, 16 killed 59 wounded. I don't want that to happen to anyone ever, but they're at war. Uh, it seems like you wouldn't be going to a mall. But, and I don't understand Vlad's deal with just destroying everything. I mean, what's he going to have when it's over? He's just destroying everything in the country? If he wins, I mean, what what is there left to have? I know. And they're meeting uh, with the, the G7. Uh, the power brokers are all together. And I was going through President Biden's uh, Twitter account, which is, you know, At POTUS, which is a tremendous Twitter feed, and uh, three of them. And we could have turned a blind eye to Putin's barbaric war against Ukraine, and the price of gas wouldn't have spiked the way it has. But America rose to the moment. We proudly stand with Ukraine. I don't proudly stand with Ukraine, by the way. Uh, You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to Ukrainians. I don't want anything bad to happen to uh, Russians, really. But uh, I don't recall why that should have me pay more for gas. I'm not happy about that. So if we could just pull out of Ukraine and uh, our gas prices go down, I'm for that. Uh, The G7 will continue to put Putin's military-industrial complex where it hurts. Oh, will ya? Will ya hit Putin's military-industrial complex where it hurts the most? Prevent the central bank's foreign reserves from propping up his ailing economy and deprive Putin of the resources he needs to wage his illegitimate war. Then it goes on. Together, the G7 will deliver unwavering unified commitment to support Ukraine and build on our unprecedented sanctions to hold President Putin accountable. Sanctions that will only compound over time to further isolate Russia from the world economy. Is that what we're doing? Are they isolated from the world economy? All right, if you say so. The uh, list goes on with the U.S. and G7's actions to further support Ukraine. Uh, Check. Take measures to target the Russian military production and supply chains. Check. Use tariffs on Russian goods to help Ukraine. Check. Restrict Russian participation in the global market crackdowns on invasion attempts. Check. Impose costs on those responsible for human rights abuses, including war crimes, profiteering, and illegitimate authorities. Check. Make a significant G7 commitment for budgetary support and other support for Ukraine. I don't want to check that one, but okay, check. And I see, you know, a couple of days ago where uh, NATO is increasing the number of rapid reaction forces on high readiness... Well, that's not an interesting way to put more soldiers. Uh, rapid reaction forces on high readiness from 40,000 to 300,000. So we will have boots on the ground, if not specifically the United States, but NATO in this battle very soon. And I say boo. I mean I kinda wanna go back to Olivia Rodrigo's uh you know singing with Lily Allen with uh FU. FU very much. She was, you know, saying that about something else, but uh I agree with her on a number of things. And we're putting Russia into a tough spot. I know. What do you want Putin to rule the world? No, I'm not a Putin. <laughs> no, I want this thing to be over. They're saying now that Russia is believed to have defaulted on its international debt for the first time since 1918. Well, um, the Kremlin is saying, no, uh, we made those payments, but uh, you're blocking it from going through. So they were supposed to, they had a deadline to pay $100 million toward two international bonds. And the sources say the default was a result of the ongoing sanctions from the invasion of Ukraine. So it's not due to lack of funds. Uh, The Kremlin says, We made the payments in dollars and euros well before the 30-day grace period ended, but the money was stuck in a Brussels-based clearinghouse. So... What are we doing? They claim that Russia has about $600 billion in foreign currency and gold, but half of it is frozen overseas due to sanctions. Meanwhile, the ruble has reached its strongest level since 2015 partly, uh, due to oil and gas exports some his rising energy prices. Uh, most of the bonds don't have terms allowing for payments in rubles. So, you know, I, you know, are we doing it on purpose to say that they're not paying their, their bills? And so, you know, that makes them look even worse. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, we just, it was an oversight on the, uh, Sanctions. We didn't think about them making payments, you know. I Maybe mean, we thought something all the way through. I just want it to be over. That's all. I just want it to be over. Congratulations to the gold miners in Northwest Canada who discovered a mummified baby woolly mammoth frozen in the tundra, like thirty thousand years old. It's the most complete mummified mammoth uncovered in North America, and only the second found globally. The mammoth's name, Nunchoga. I mean, what when you see a mummified baby woolly mammoth, what do you think of? A Nunchoga. It means big baby animal in the Native American language of the area. Nunchoga. Big baby animal. So congratulations to the gold miners for finding this mummified baby woolly mammoth. But then all of a sudden we're back into talking about, you know, Uh, We've got that biotech company, which we've talked about here on Chewing the Fat, that can, uh, you know, we've got, they've raised millions of dollars. They'll be able to resurrect woolly mammoths soon. Um, No, Uh, I I say no to that. And then uh, we have the uh, story about uh, the biotech company uh, that uh, was looking at the fossils from up in Montana and she's looking through a microscope and she's inspecting the fossils and and I say she uh, Alida Baililu Baililu B-A-I-L-L-E U-L
1: Amorphophallus
0: right and uh, she was looking through the uh, (laughs) she was looking through her microscope and she couldn't believe it it wasn't supposed to be there but embedded in calcified cartilage at the back of the skull were what appeared to be fossilized cells. Some contained tiny structures that resembled nuclei. In one was what looked like a clump of chromosomes, the threads that bear an organism's DNA. So we're going to get a Jurassic Park soon. <laughs> We are going to start getting Jurassic Park very, very soon. Life will find a way. Although we start bringing back these animals, uh, life may go away. Uh, We don't need these things wandering around. I don't know if you've seen the documentary, uh, Jurassic World. (laughs) But uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, You know, they try to make it off like it's kind of a good thing, but I say no. And you know it's going to happen. You know it is. So just, just get ready for it because it's going to happen. I mean, they've already found uh, they've found dinosaur fossils with soft tissue in the fossils. They've found from blood vessels to fragments of proteins. I mean, it's going to happen. We are going to create a dinosaur in life. <laughs> it's going to happen. So we're gonna. We've got the. We've got these dingleberries. Looking up DNA in uh in the skulls and the bones of these dinosaurs, and we've got the other dingleberries that are starting up to try to resurrect woolly mammoths through their biotech company. man, tell me how much fun see now i'm if you could get them in zoos, I'm a fan uh, you know no one supports zoos more than than myself and chewing the fat so <laughs> and, uh, you know, my son just went on a zoo tour. Awesome. I, it's a family tradition. He started off uh, going to the Oklahoma city zoo. Then they went to the St. Louis zoo. And then they went to the, uh, they'd already been to the Kansas city zoo. They'd already been to Fort Worth and Dallas. And then they went to the, uh, Nebraska Omaha Lincoln. It's Omaha zoo. Uh, and they said that zoo was the best. Uh, The Omaha Zoo was awesome. Plenty of, you know, it was big. uh, It was designed great. Had a uh, aquarium there as well. And it's just designed perfectly. Um, The St. Louis Zoo, I think it was the St. Louis. It might have been the Oklahoma City. You know, because it was so hot that they kept a lot of the animals inside. But the gorilla the gorilla features were awesome, and he was taking pictures of some of the. There was one point when the gorilla was uh, saying taking over and making it known that he was in charge. The silverback and a young upstart was trying to take him over, and uh, they were watching. And this one lady next to my son goes, "Oh, look, they're just having fun." And he's like, "They're not having fun. That guy right there is laying down the law." <laughs> Silverback, right there, saying, uh, "Not yet, young punk. I am, I am in charge. So you better back on down. Don't be gorilla squaring up on me." <laughs> so anyway, if we could keep you know woolly mammoths and uh, you know uh, have uh, you know actually have a Jurassic Park, then uh, I think I'm okay with it. But I don't think we could. I feel like. An actual Jurassic Park would be end up just like it ended up in the documentaries of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Maybe it's just me. <laughs>